When one enters the cathedral, if you walk right in the front doors through the narthex into the back of the nave and look up and immediately to the left, one of the first windows up high, one of the clear story windows is entitled Modern Christian Heroes. And at the top of that window in the very center panel is Dr. Albert Schweitzer, physician, theologian, musical scholar, and right, he is, he is holding um, the caduceus emblem, that strange symbol for the medical or healing professions. It's the symbol of a, of a cross or a rod with one or two snakes wrapped around it. It's such a bizarre symbol for healing. I don't know about you, but when I think about snakes, I do not think about um, health and safety. It's also a part of the emblem for the American Medical Association, the World Health Organization, the U.S. Army Medical Corps. So it shows up all over in relation to health and healing. It's an image that has deep roots in mythology and in religion, perhaps starting with the Roman god Mercury, whom we're told broke up a fight once between two snakes by taking his rod or staff and throwing them at the two warring snakes. And the two warring snakes promptly intertwined themselves around the rod, not each other. And that's the origin of the story in mythology. It's the symbol of Mercury, the symbol of Hermes. There are stories across cultures about snake venom being used as a healing elixir. And even to this day, there are several FDA-approved drugs that use snake venom. And in the same family of, of strange stories um, comes the biblical story from the book of Numbers of Moses and the Israelites journeying in the wilderness. They've been journeying from slavery in Egypt, and they're headed to the promised land. And at this moment, in the story, they are, um, they're, they're done with the whole thing. They're frustrated with the leader Moses, they're frustrated with God, and they want to turn back. It's a moment that, that's the crescendo of what scholars call the wilderness murmuring, which is a way of saying that they're just complaining over and over again, and they want to turn back. And so they ask Moses, why did you make us, why did you make us leave Egypt to come into this wilderness? And as they murmur, as they ask this question, and I'm sure they asked many other questions, and there's a lot that's unsaid in this reading, God's response to the murmuring is to send snakes. Now, intellectually, I know that the pandemic is in no way comparable, in no way comparable to the Israelites' journey through the wilderness for 40 years to get to the promised land. But I can't help but share and be honest about the fact that I've done my own fair share of murmuring in the pandemic. And I really hope God does not send the snakes next. But back to the original story. God does send the snakes. The people are snake-bitten and wounded, and some die. 
And so Moses, ever faithful, ever compassionate, prays to God, and God commands Moses to take a snake and wrap it around a pole or staff and hold it up in front of the people, and the people will look upon it and will be healed. And that's what Moses does. It's the origin of the bronze snake. On the pole, he holds it up. The people look, and they are healed. It's a bizarre story. But if we don't take it literally and come at it a little more imaginatively, or imaginatively and literally, if we come at it a little more imaginatively, it actually poses a really deep question. Is the path to healing, to spiritual healing or wholeness and wisdom found by looking squarely into the eyes of that which afflicts us, by looking clearly right into the depths of what scares us. Is that the path? And a word, humility. Is humility the path to wisdom and spiritual healing? The story suggests that it is. And then in our gospel reading, we're in John's gospel, and here in John's gospel, Jesus is ever philosophical, except when he's weeping over the death of his friend Lazarus. But usually when Jesus is talking, he's ever philosophical, and he certainly is here. And in this conversation with Nicodemus, out of the blue, Jesus says in this long monologue, Jesus is only the one, only talking, Jesus says, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man, a reference to himself, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, and everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. In John's Gospel, when Jesus is lifted up on the cross, John's take on what that means is that the circle is complete. Divinity in Christ has met us in birth, in life, in sorrow, in joy, in friendship, and now in death. The circle is complete. And we are humbled if we look clearly at this cross. We are humbled by the thought that God loves us that completely. All of who we are from beginning to end. It's also a reference to Jesus being lifted up in resurrection. John's always deep like that. A symbol never means just one thing. It means multiple things. So it's not just about the cross. It's also about resurrection. And resurrection poses the idea, offers us the experience that God in Christ loves us, not just in life and death, but for eternity. That circle reaches further than we could ever see or imagine into eternal life. Whoever believes in me will have eternal life, and we are humbled 
humbled by an idea that we can barely understand. That God in Christ loves us not just in life and death, but always, forever. So this bizarre image of a snake or snakes wrapped around a rod is a symbol for healing. When it's interpreted in the mysterious light of Christ's life, especially in John's gospel, poses for us a really interesting, deep question. And it's even a tender question. Is the path to spiritual healing and wisdom and truth found by looking clearly and courageously at that which afflicts and frightens us. In summary, our Savior, Jesus, is the wounded healer. The wounded healer who brings us life and love, not by offering us perfection or commandments and prohibitions, but instead by opening our eyes to his life and our own and that paradoxical feeling that it's by way of humility and vulnerability that we find eternal life, our true self, and our neighbor.